0: Hello, this is 23 code This is Dr. Walter Aka. Um, and Dr. Bio Dumper, And we have a very special guest. Uh, I actually reached out to her. Uh, she is the founder and CEO of uh, Brown Girl RDH, uh, Martel. You were just talking about your name and what it actually means. So please, I was messing. I was trying to say your name and I didn't want to mess it up. So you basically are going to tell us a little story about how right. you Right. Yeah.
1: Name. So people, people see my name and they do actually mess it up. Like I was in Chick-fil-A in the lot, in the drive through and I told him my, my name is Martel, you know, they get your name and I get to the, you know, drive through to pay and they're like, Myrtle. I'm like, Myrtle. <laughs> Does that even sound right to you? Do I look like a Myrtle to you? I'm about to get out this car and slap. No, I'm just kidding. But my name is Martel. Um, it's actually French. It's French. So it means hammer. But my mom got it off of a cognac bottle. So my mom was born in London, England. So she said she always loved the name Martel. Okay. So there you have it, Martel. Um, Man, I have a but born. Yeah, I don't have call such me Marty, Don't call me Myrtle. Don't, nah.
0: Martellay. Marchele. Can I call you Martellay? Yeah, no No, Michele. no <laughs> No Martelli. It's Martel. Got you. Got Nobody you. Somebody else got this name. I know that's right exclusive. No, it is. But, I mean
1: yeah <laughs> um I'm I'm happy to be here. Um like like you said, I'm the founder of Brown Girl RDH. Um founder and CEO for the right. longest time I would not say CEO. You got I to. Like, I gotta earn that CEO. You can't anybody can walk around and say they are CEO, but you gotta earn it right. True words. So I'm like until I'm signing checks and giving scholarships, <laughs> we're at the point to where we're giving so many scholarships. So in the beginning we started giving twelve scholarships per year. Um and now we've advanced and we've gotten so much attention that so many Corporate sponsors are donating and wanting to support. And what our organization does is, we are a nonprofit. Um, our mission is to promote diversity within dental hygiene. So within the dental hygiene field, minorities only represented at four <laughs> percent. Men are uh, represented at one percent. So I graduated dental hygiene school in two thousand eleven.
0: Can we? Can we do this? I was the only. Can we do this? Huh? I, I want. I want you to tell us the story from the beginning. Tell us about young Martel and and just get up to this point. You know, because I think I I love your story. I love basically what you had to go through to get to this point. You know, yeah. you're, you're you're a boss lady, and every we know that, right? But we want yeah, nobody
1: yeah, nobody wants to care. They want to care about the struggle. I want to see the well Open because your Let me see them skeletons. Right. I don't really know. <laughs> okay, I'm out. Right, because no it it leads name.
0: up to why it leads up to why you started Brown Girl R D H. Yes. You know, so I, I love so, the story. Um,
1: yeah. So, um, definitely. I graduated dental hygiene school in two thousand eleven. But my point to get to there is my um family, my mom had ten kids. We grew up in poverty, um, very poor. My mom sold drugs. I was like ten and twelve years old home drugs for her in the parking lot at two o'clock in the morning. Every time she would have another baby, um, she would let she would let me babysit. She would say, Hey, take care of this baby while I go out and hustle and do whatever. So I always loved school. Like I always wanted to be more. I didn't want to be at home. I didn't want to be a babysitter. I wanted to, I wanted to be a doctor. I wanted to be a dentist. And um, growing up, like I knew that I would be sitting under the table, reading encyclopedias when my mom used to make me stay home and watch the kids. Cause I was the oldest girl um, growing up. My dad wasn't there. My mom had different men coming in and out. Um, I shared on another podcast, like, my mom's one of her husbands actually molested me and my sisters growing up. Hmm. And my mom is literally still married to him at this day. So it's a lot of things, a lot of psychological things, a lot of things that, you know, would break most people.
0: She you knew she knew about it and knows about this. Oh yeah, path? she
1: knew about it. And that's just oh, wow. um just when you come from a place where, you know, nobody has anything and they don't have anything to look forward to. It's like what do you do? Where's the escape? So my point of saying that is like my escape was school. Like I wanted to be greater. I wanted to do something. I wanted to get out of that environment. Nobody that I knew um, went to college. Nobody that I knew, um, you know, well, they graduated high school, but they didn't get far. So I was like, I don't want to be a statistic. I know I don't want to be like this. Out of ten, ten children. Um, oh, sorry. Out of ten children, that was my phone ringing, guys. That's my all bad. Good. That's all good. Um, <laughs> only. Um, Two of us went to college. Um, Three of us graduated high school. Um, My brother, who went to college outside of me, he has actually killed. Um, He was 23 coming home from college. And it's just like this is the struggle. This is where we come from. This is why um, Brown Girl RDH exists, because, you know, when I wanted to pursue dental school, I was a teen mom. I became a teen mom right out of high school, so I thought my dentist, my dreams of being a dentist, that's over. So then I was like, well, after I have this baby, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go doing dental hygiene. That's the next easiest thing. And then I had my daughter when I days after I turned nineteen, um, eighteen, and I actually had two seizures. When I had those two seizures, that was it. Like I was hooked up to all types of, you know, MRIs and put on in, and they told me like you can't do anything, don't drive, don't cook, like I could barely take care of my baby. So I'm like my dream's of being a dental hygienist, that's it, right? And always wanting to do more. And then figuring out, you know what? I'm not going to take this medication anymore. Let me call this dental hygiene school um and see what I can do, right? To see if I can apply cuz I knew I had it. I knew I was smart enough. And when I called the dental hygiene school, they told me you should go for dental assisting since you have a baby. And I'm like, okay, I'll be a dental assistant. So, um I became a dental assistant working uh, for a dentist and I saw the dental hygienist and what they did. And I'm like, you know what? I really, really want to be a dental hygienist. So I would go to them and ask them, you know, what is it that I need? What would it take for me to be doing what you're doing? Like one of the girls had a Hummer. I was like, man, I want a Hummer. I had a Chevy (laughs) Impala. Like I was like, I need that Hummer in my life. (laughs) That wasn't my my, my passion, but I really wanted to do more than be a dental assistant. And um, she's like, oh, you just got to go to school. That's it. It's really hard. You got to study a lot. And I'm like, that's it. Like all I have to do is study. Like I can do this. So and, I and at that time, how, double, how many kids did you have at this time? I only had one. You had one,
0: time. okay. So this lady acts like the kid doesn't take up a lot of time. So yeah, you're you so, like, I've already gone know. through all this the struggle.
1: Right? She had a Hummer. Her right. husband was probably. An
0: attorney.
1: <laughs> I mean, my my boyfriend worked at Aaron's Rental. He was pu- he was moving furniture around. <laughs> wow! Like we had no money. Right. So um. Yeah. So I applied for dental hygiene school. I got in. I was like, yeah, I knew I was going to get in because my grades, like, I knew I was going to get in. And I got that orientation letter and I was super excited. And then I saw the bottom of it. It was like, you need $2,000 worth of all of this stuff and you need it by orientation. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So I was like, I got to go to the pawn shop. I got to sell these earrings. Like I was thinking about ways in my street mentality, like, how can I get this money, you know, right? To, to, to get into this program? Because it says you need this stuff by orientation, not knowing about um, student loans. I didn't know about that. That resource wasn't there for me. I didn't have anyone to say, Martel, you can apply for student loans and you can get through dental hygiene school. Mind you, I went through dental assistant school and I got the Pell Grant, which is okay. just a grant that they give when you make low income. Right. And they just pretty much give that to you. They're not telling you, walking you do things like, you know, you're applying for this. This is a part of student aid. No, because they just assume, Oh, she's young. She's black. She probably doesn't know. We're going to do it for her. So people usually, sometimes the system enables you to say like, okay, let me do this for you and scoot you along. Right.
0: right without teaching, but I had
1: no clue about, you know, student loans and Pell. And I remember getting that letter and like, I don't have enough money to afford all this stuff. So I'm not going to be able to be a dental hygienist. And wow. I was telling one of my friends who well, her mom, um, was a maid for this wealthy family and her mom saw what their kids went through and how they took student loans and did the fast fun, all of this stuff. And my friend's like, no, you're going to go like you're going to be a dental hygienist. She's like, you go to that school and you tell them that you want to apply for student loans. Um, and then you're going to live off your student loans. And that's how you're going to get through dental hygiene school. And I was like, I did not know, like some people won't believe it, but I didn't even know what a student loan was. If you can only imagine someone, um, in another country. Like, is this the payphone? Is this the toilet? Like, you're in the third world country. You don't know what it is. Like, right. I didn't know what student loans were. That wasn't something that was, college wasn't instilled. Like, I knew how to sell drugs and how to cut drugs up, but I did not know how to apply for a student loans. Because no one ever, no phone. one ever
0: told you anything, right? No. You were discovering no, no, this all no. on your own.
1: It wasn't a, it wasn't a discussion. So that one friend, I mean, I knew enough, I was smart enough to say, Let me ask questions, show me how to do it, and then I can do it. But that common knowledge, like, I didn't know that. Just as someone wouldn't know, like, how do I go and move around in the hood? Like, you wouldn't know how to do that unless you grew up there, right? Right, for sure. You would be be scared. Right. Locking your doors. Beep, beep. With your key, with your key up. (laughs) With your hummer. So anyways, (laughs) in the dental hygiene program, and I didn't realize how, um, diversity was set up in dental dental hygiene. I didn't think about it. So, got in the dental hygiene program. I was the only black dental hygienist there, mm-hmm. and I didn't think nothing of it. But guess what? I was the only one with the baby. I was the only one struggling. Everyone else, things were paid for. They live with mom and dad. Instead of me having to worry about washing the dishes at home, I was worried about my baby who's sick and has a fever. And you know how I can't study because I have this, you know, toddler on my hip. Right. So, those were the that's what I was worried about. And it's like those external factors that people don't understand that pressure on top of dental school or dental hygiene school or dental assistant school that's what make a or break you on mm-hmm. top of the financial obligations that you have to pay because when you get in dental hygiene school they tell you like don't you don't have to uh you can't work they tell you when you're in dental school you can't work full-time when right. you're in dental hygiene school you can't work full-time so if you're already making that low income and then they tell you you can't work you're like well this program is not for me so then you know minorities typically choose other things like criminal justice cosmetology early childhood education, things that aren't going to cost money up front. Mm -hmm. And then dental hygiene is one of those things where you don't see a lot of them, a lot of minorities because everything that goes into doing it. And why? Because I know, because, you know, I was there, like I was almost not a dental hygienist because of it. You know, I didn't have the family support. I didn't have the resources there. Um, economically I didn't have any money and then I had a child that I had to take care of right. and if I didn't have that one friend to say you know what just use your student loans to get through dental hygiene school I wouldn't have done it like it, it wouldn't have been um it wouldn't have been possible and what so, about your
0: uh, what about your boyfriend at the time
1: like I said my boyfriend worked at the UPS okay right so my boyfriend is my husband now right oh, excellent. Yeah. so i <laughs> I was with him since I was in high school. My child's father, right? Um, and our, our our he dropped out of college as well to take care of the baby. Wow. And his thing was, I'm working two jobs. He worked at Aaron's Rental Furniture. I don't know if you guys know what that is. Yep. You rent furniture yep. from there, mm-hmm. and he worked at UPS. So two jobs while I was in Jeez. school and doing student loans. So ju- we're just trying to make it, right? Right. right. And um, I told him when I finish dental hygiene school, you go to school. That's awesome. He wanted to be a state trooper in New York. That's we lived awesome. in upstate New York at the time. Okay. I was like, you go to school when I finish and I'll I'll pay the bills. And that's what he did. So as soon as I finished dental hygiene school and graduated, I was like, nope, you don't have to work anymore. So he worked part-time at UPS still. He went to school during the day in criminal justice, doing criminal justice. And now he's a state trooper in North Carolina. Okay. So wow. we each sacrificed and we made it. During that time, we had two more children. Um, and when we had those Two, uh, those other two children, um, 2017, my brother, uh, November 2017, my brother's nephew, my brother's son, which is my nephew, was actually killed. He was five months old. Mm. So my brother, no GED, no high school diploma, living in the projects. He has three kids, all of them in diapers. Um, he's letting his girlfriend babysit. She does something to the baby. Um, baby's dead. The state says you know what we don't know what happened to the baby we don't know if it was you we don't know if it was him we're going to take the other kids so mm. they took the other two kids from them from him and I was like you know what I'm not gonna let my niece and nephew go into foster care so I took my niece and nephew in without a shadow I was like nope I'm taking them because I know how it is in and foster how, care and, and how old were, were you at this time on. how old was I
0: yeah
1: um how old was I that I was about 30
0: Okay. And you had three kids of your own at this point, right?
1: Yeah. 2017. I'm already working as a dental hygienist, already working, making those coins. Like everything's good, right? So, working as a dental hygienist, the only one in my family that like made it, right? Right. Bought a house. My husband's a state trooper. Like, we're okay. So, this happens to my brother. And I automatically feel like it's my responsibility to take those kids in. Like, they'll have a better school. They'll have a better chance. So, taking my niece and nephew who are two and three, and then I have my three kids. So that was the hardest time of my life ever. I was actually pursuing dental school. So I was like, let me take my prereqs for dental school. So I was working on those. I was working at night. So I was working at a place called Day and Night Dental. So I worked from 2 to 10 at night. And then I went to school during the day, like working towards, you know, becoming a dentist. And when I took those kids in, I, you something has to get. You cannot work. You cannot work all day and then go to school. So the state didn't provide um, any financial assistance. They pro- provided childcare, and that was it. So I'm like, I have five kids right now. I have a three bedroom house. I'm trying to get bunk beds and going to applying for WIC and all of this stuff to help support. It's expensive to to, to support a family of seven now. Yes, and um, I'm like, wow, this is this is so bad that. I got to the point to where I dropped out of school. I was taking uh, organic chemistry and pre-calculus, two hard classes. Yes. (laughs) And I was trying to work. So I dropped out. I was like, I'm done. My job was so stressful. Like I literally had my niece and nephew in the consult room while I was cleaning people's teeth at nine o'clock at night.
0: Mm. Because
1: there was no daycare open and they're in there like writing on the walls. I'm in mean, there with a cabbie wipe, trying to clean. <laughs> off the
0: walls.
1: It was like, think about that every single day. Like it was just so stressful. So I ended up quitting my job. I'm like, I'm just going to temp when my husband's not working. And then that'll be enough. Cause I can make more money while I'm tempting. And, um, yeah, I quit my job and I actually p- dropped out of school. I stopped the classes. And while I was doing that, um, I decided to create Brown Girl RDH. So I was like, why is it that I have all this success? Like I have all this money and I'm still struggling And my, my because of my family. Like I still don't have support. Okay. Who's supporting me right now? Right. Why am I still in this moment to where I have everything I need? Like I actually got in, right? I made it into the no hiding program, but then boom, I can't afford it. Like I was like hit another roadblock. So that's how I felt. When all of this was happening, like, damn, I can't go to dental hygiene. I can't go to dental school. Like, I got to put my dreams on hold because of my niece and nephew. Like, it's not my brother's fault. He just lost his son, right. you know, and everybody's looking at me like, what, what, what are you going to do? So, um, I started, I said, I'm going to start an organization because I'm a brown girl and I'm a RDH. And it's crazy that I'm going through this because I'm a brown girl. I'm going through this. That's in my mind. Like right. We're going through the struggles, right? So um, I created a Facebook group called Brown Girl RDH. And then I was like, I'm just going to let it be for brown girls. And then I started to realize, hmm, there are more people than just brown people that are going through the same stuff. Right. Like, why can't we just be a support system and be inclusive for everybody, mm-hmm. right? So then I said we're going to make it for everybody, and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to do one better, thinking about my my hygiene school experience and how I couldn't get loops, and I didn't do the board review, and like I just couldn't afford it. Um, and I was like, you know, what? I'm going to give scholarships. And I'm going to give scholarships for those unexpected costs of dental hygiene school, like clinical boards and clinical board review and loops, and you know, uniform vouchers. So then I was like, I'm going to temp. So I actually went back to my job working. I started temping. And the money that I was temping with, I started putting it in the bank. And I was like, I want to start a business account. They're like, well, you need to start a business first. So I don't even know how (laughs) I did all this. And I couldn't even tell you guys if you ask. But I created the nonprofit. (laughs) I got the nonprofit status all through Google. Like, I'm telling you, like, I know how to get things done.
0: We see this. It's like, no matter what, whatever roadblock, you're like, listen, okay, that's just a roadblock. Got it. I can do this.
1: Yeah. Like, I know how to get around it. Yes. Okay. So um yeah I started the nonprofit I started the business account I I got the money from Tempin you know it wasn't my bread and butter but it was additional money and I started a scholarship fund at my local college and I'm like this is what I'm going to do I bought a bunch of t-shirts I designed the logo I messaged people on Facebook and Instagram. I'm like, Hey, you're a black hygienist. Why don't you wear this shirt? And then people started wearing the shirts. And then it kind of like took off because everybody thought it was a thing because people have free shirts, but those shirts cost me like $300 for 12 shirts. I was like, oh that was the worst decision. They talk about entrepreneurs and losing money. I, like, I paid $300 for 12 shirts. Like what was I thinking? But it was just all of these things that I was doing. And you know, I was putting, I went to a dental convention called RDH under one roof. And I put that on a credit card to have a booth that was like $1,500. And I was like, I don't care, I have to be there. And and it just took off after that. But it all stems from, you know, seeing a problem like, wow, I'm always the only black dental hygienist Mm -hmm. in my job. I'm always the only black coworker at my job. What can I do to change that? Mm -hmm. Why is that? And then you start thinking about like, what, how am I who I am? Like, how am I a dental hygienist? I wanted to do hair, I wanted to be out there making wigs and plucking eyebrows like that. That is what I wanted to do. But
0: and that's I needed. That's needed for sure. As well. Wow.
1: Right. So I couldn't be a dentist because I'm teen mom. So really? then I try to go to dental hygiene school and they tell me to do dental assisting. I don't think you're going to make it with the baby. And then I say, you know what? This definitely isn't for me. Then I actually get into dental hygiene school and I can't afford it because of, you know, all of the costs, and I don't have support, and I have a baby. And then my friend goes, you know what? Well, you can really do dental hygiene, but this is how you're going to do it. So then I do that. But even when I was in the program, it's like, okay, another fee for this. I can't do that. I remember when they told me I needed loops, I had to get a doctor's note. I'm like, listen, I cannot see out of my right eye. I had an injury. Please write me a prescription saying I cannot use these loops. Because they said, if you don't have loops, like you're not going to make it through the second semester of clinic.
0: Mm-hmm. And I was
1: like dead set on, like I need to make it. So- mm-hmm. Doctor ophthalmologist, I was like, whoever need to give me this prescription to say I don't need them, they're gonna give me that prescription. I think I went to like four or five doctors' offices. I was like, no, you can't see. E zero zero. I don't even know what the rest is. So like, Y'all gonna give me that prescription. I was like, by any means necessary, I am going to make it. And I'm laughing now, but it, it was it was rough back then. Right. So um, the point of the organization is like we support those who need it. Like our what is our mission? We need to focus on the mission and figure out. How can we help with that mission? How can we increase diversity for dental hygiene? It's your patients that are more comfortable. Like we don't even think about this population that we're serving and what representation means and why that matters. You know, it's definitely, you know, a public health thing. Like, mm-hmm. how can we access those patients that, you know, won't necessarily come to you if you don't look like them, that are scared, that have trauma or history or just, you know, just the wrong idea of what a dentist is. Like dentists, Big, white, scary man that's going to climb on my chest. How many of my patients told me that? Like when I was a kid, my dentist smoked cigarettes and put the put them out in my ear. I'm like, really? Like, wow. whoa. Like you hear these crazy, crazy yeah. behind yeah. stories. And you're just like, and then they're like, well, I'm comfortable with you. And it doesn't it matter what nationality the patient is. It's just like it's something about you that is comfortable because right. I'm real and because I relate to my patient. And I don't judge anybody, you know for from what for what their how their mouth looks. Like right. there there are people that, you know, I didn't grow up with dental insurance. We grew up very poor, like I said. We grew up sharing toothbrushes. Like these are things like I wouldn't judge a patient on, whereas somebody who didn't come from that background would probably shame them and ridicule them. Like, no, you don't use a toothbrush. I understand why they're using the same toothbrush. So um, you know, it's just knowing being on both sides of the fence. Not because I grew up on both sides of the fence, it's because I made it over. Right. Right. Can I ask you a
0: question? Uh, When it comes to um, dentists, right, a lot of of people go into dentistry because something happened to them or somebody they knew, a loved one usually, went through some kind of dental trauma or something like that. So what happened with you that made you say, I'm going to be a dentist, I'm going to be a dental hygienist, I'm going to be, you know?
1: So my younger sister had a really, really bad toothache. And like I said, we didn't have dental insurance. And my mom waited forever to take her to the dentist. And then when she finally did, the only option was to pull her tooth Mm. because that's all she could afford. So my sister was on the kitchen floor crying one day. And I just felt so bad. And everybody's just looking at her. And my grandmother literally said to her, if you think that tooth pain is bad, you better not have any kids. Mm. Like, think about your patients that come in that are in like dire pain, grown right. men crying.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. From a
1: toothache. That that was my sister crying, a teenager. She probably wasn't even a teenager yet, crying on the floor to the point to where, you know, it shouldn't have even gotten that bad, right? The tooth shouldn't have been that bad. Right. But then when my mom took her to the dentist, um, the dentist actually pulled her tooth out and I saw how much relief she was in. And I was like, I I wanted to do that. I wanted to help people. I wanted to be that for my sister. So that's when my interest in dentistry came. And I was, like I said, I wanted to do hair. Everybody has hair and everybody has teeth. But when I saw that, I was like, yes, yes. Like I'm going to be a dentist. Um, So Uh up until... A year ago, I still wanted to be a dentist until brown girl R D H took off, and now I'm like, okay, this is my passion. Like, I love this more. Like, I probably don't want to be drilling teeth and <laughs> and filling. But um, y'all can y'all can have all that. Right. I was gonna stuff. say
0: I'm a dentist, and it sounds like our um, brown girl R D H is something that I would want to do. You know, <laughs> sometimes right. sometimes more than do. dentistry. You know. Exactly. So, are you still doing any kind of dental hygiene right now?
1: Um, right now, I'm not due to COVID nineteen, but right. prior to COVID nineteen, right. I was still taking classes. uh so again, what was I taking? Ecology, botany, and zoology. I was taking those classes. Don't ask me why. And when COVID-19 happened, they put all of my classes online. So I had six classes, labs and actual classes online. And I was like, you know what? This is, this is not me. Like, I don't care about a plant. I don't care about a fig. Like, you can <laughs> keep your pig. I don't want to dissect no worms. Like, I'm done. And that's so, when it clicked. Like, you you need to be focusing on brown guardian. So when COVID mm-hmm. hit, like, I was really, really, really um connecting with the community. Like everybody was stuck at home and we have over twenty five hundred hundred members. Wow. And we were doing things like um, you know, we were having a virtual lounge so where people can just talk about what's going on. Like I was really, really low at that point because everything that we knew had changed right. for us. And you don't know, sometimes going to work, going to school, going to gym, that is a that is an escape. Right. right? And now everybody's stuck in the house and we're all looking at each other like, now you're the lunch lady, you're the counselor, you know, you're the janitor, you all of those things and you don't get a break. And, um, with that community, we created, uh, with our community, we created a lounge and we were just that outlet for people. And, um, every week we would do something different. Like we had a brown girl um, RDH hair lounge, so where we show people how to do kids' hair and then we have a fashion show and then we um we just had things that we were doing to keep people's mind off of what was going on. Um, well, um I,
0: I need you to teach me how to do girls' hair. I have two little girls <laughs> and I, <laughs> I mean it, it that's that's real. I mean Kyle, I'm me gonna be real with you, dental school is easier. Than trying to do uh, little girls' hair. I'm I'm dead serious. Like that's not even a joke. I'm I'm serious. I I literally just look at her. When I'm done, I'm like, yeah, look, that was the best I can do. You know what I mean? I can do surgery all day. (laughs) I can do surgery all day. Yeah, I'm telling Um, you, it's that's crazy. But like, let me ask. With brown girl, like you said, you actually opened a business account and were like, hey, I'm just gonna put money in here and I'm gonna just start a scholarship, right? And, yep. and sometimes people, when they give to, uh, you know, organizations or give to non non um, profit organizations, you know, they're afraid of, oh, where is this money actually going? Yeah. How is yours different than some of the other um, nonprofits out there? Because I really like well, your model.
1: Yeah. Well, unfortunately, um, because of that stigma of profits mm-hmm. In the churches or nonprofits, and all of this stuff, we're not going to get into it. I not. was like, oh, okay, I'm going to put money in and I'm not taking anything out. And it was my money. Like, I was tempted and putting money in
0: there, and there right. was no
1: money coming in donations. What nonprofit that you know that starts that just starts getting donations? Like, right. nobody cares. So, my biggest goal was like, okay, we're going to give scholarships and we're going to give them to dental hygiene students, but we're not going to give money because if you give money, then people we'll spend it on anything they'll right. buy shoes they'll go on vacations they'll get you know butt augmentation i don't know what people do with it, but they get <laughs> that's what i would have done
0: with it but right, exactly that's it
1: so i'm just like okay so what we're gonna do is we're gonna reach out to sponsors and we're gonna ask them for their products somebody needs loops we're gonna reach out to q optics which is like one of our exclusive sponsors if somebody okay. needs uniforms we're gonna reach out to figs or twice as nice uniforms um Quip is a toothbrush company that they, they paid for four students' dental hygiene scholarships. Did they send wow. us the money? No, they directly paid the ADA, um, the fees for the National Board Scholarships, wow. the, the clinical board fees. Dent Supply Sorona covered it. So it's like, we are giving scholarships to people, mm-hmm. but no money's coming to us. So we can say, yes, we've awarded $14,000 in scholarships in our first year. Have, did we do that? Yes. Did we give cash? No. We gave them all of that stuff equals out. And then the sponsors get to showcase like they're doing their part in the community. That's the biggest thing. The dental community is so large. There's so much money and support in the dental community. There's no reason why a student shouldn't be able to afford a pair of loops or a uniform kit. Like we can all come together and support that. Um, and some of those nobody's getting cash, right? If you need your dental hygiene boards paid for, like we'll pay for them. If you need a handpiece. like I've paid for hand pieces. Um, Recently, we just raised money for a student named Derek and he got all the way to the end um, from Fortis college graduated and couldn't send him for his clinical or his written boards because Mm. he owed the school $10,000. So he reached out to me and he, he said, you know, I can't send it for my boards. I made it. I graduated. But because he owed the school so much money because he couldn't afford it. Then within 24 hours, I like was like, tell me your story. I know you have a story. You're a black male. You're a dental hygienist. You're right. a double minority. Wow. You have a story. I don't know what it is, but you can share it. And then when he shared it with me, I'm like, we have to like, we have to let people know I didn't have a story, but you have a story. And, um, turns out he was, um, A veteran. He had two kids. He was homeless. He was living in storage bins, Um, lived actually with his army pack, sleeping in storage bins. He was robbed at gunpoint. He was almost uh, paraplegic. He had a a injury where he dove in and hit some sandbars and had to have surgery. And it's like all of these things happen and he's just struggling and he's just trying to make it. And he gets he graduates. He gets all the way to the end and they tell him, well, you can't make you can't take your boards because you have a ten thousand dollar balance.
0: Like, yeah, okay, we need to do
1: something. So in 24 hours, we raised almost $12,000 for him hmm. using the Brown Girl RDH community, oh Facebook, Instagram. Like everybody chipped in. We got on Zoom. We got in the Brown Girl RDH group on Facebook. He shared his story. I was there like the auntie I had on the same outfit looking cute and then I was like you know what let's <laughs> let's let's hear you out. let's Love hear you it. out Derek so he told a story and everybody donated and people were just like they just felt like you know we have to do something to support him and honestly the school should have just wiped away the debt but you know some schools are for profit yeah let's not and, talk um, about that even when I and even when I had to pay like it was I think it was like uh Almost $12,000 that I had to pay for the school. It, it was a struggle to pay it. I'm like, they were definitely not easy to work with for me as an organization trying to pay it. So I can only imagine how he's like, well, where did this bill come from? Well, why do I have it? And maybe it was the interest on top of interest. And he thought he he owed less than what he actually did owe. And it's like, the, this is why this organization exists. Because if it didn't, then guess what? He wouldn't have been a dental hygienist. He would just have had a lot of debt. You know, wow. so this is why the organization exists. It's called Brown Girl IDH, but we support anybody that needs help. You know, anybody that supports us, we support them, too. So we're actually a, a community with the mission of, yes, we want to increase diversity in dental hygiene school, but we also want to support. We also want to support those that in need, all dental hygiene students that are in need.
0: So you, you came from a
1: pretty challenging background. I mean, we were talking about this on the podcast a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. that, how, what advice would you have for people that were in your similar situation that are having a hard time getting out of that situation and accomplishing what you've been able
0: to accomplish
1: what the advice that i would say was like everybody has to go through something and what we're going through we have to realize it's not for us it's for the next person because you don't know who you're going to leave your imprint on you don't know who you're going to inspire you don't know whose life you're going to save like me taking my niece and nephew and i probably saved their lives too their brother didn't make it but them just having a home to come to and to have family to come to and to be safe. I probably saved them their lives. You don't know. It's like the butterfly effect. Right. 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 So right. if you're going through something, if you aspire to be something, just keep your eye on that. You will make it. I was just a dental hygienist, cleaning teeth, plucking plaques, suck and spit, whatever you want to say. <laughs> but I didn't think of when I was in dental hygiene school. And when I was you know, reading those encyclopedias or when I saw my sister on the floor, I didn't think I was going to have a nonprofit organization to be helping people. Like, I didn't want to do that. I didn't. It wasn't until I sat down and I hit rock bottom and I fell on the floor and I cried when I hit that floor that I was saying, you know what? This has got to change. It's not just me going through this. I wasn't thinking about me when that happened. I was like, how many other dental hygienists that are out there that are brown that are going through the same exact thing? And that's where the organization came from. It was I wasn't thinking about me. So whatever you're going through, it's not for you. It's for the next person. Like you got to go through to get somebody else.
0: I mean, I like I said, I, I love your story. I absolutely love your story because it speaks to a lot of, you know, overcoming obstacles, you know, overcoming obstacles and still having this positive vibe and just positive energy. I mean, I I don't know how you are doing it. I really don't know how you're doing it. Yeah, me neither. Right, and and I me mean, with kids. I mean, I have two kids, and and I'm, I, you know, I have no hair for that reason. You know, what I mean, it's, <laughs> it's it's so so I mean, it's it's amazing. You know, it's amazing what you're doing, and I I truly think that it, I, I think people need to find how do we help with your organization i think that's really what it comes down to how do we help with your organization how do we become a part of the organization how do we make it as big as we can possibly make it yeah the
1: biggest thing is getting the word out um getting the word out there it's so many times that we do good especially me i'll just do it and i don't broadcast it like who cares i'm doing it not for you i'm doing it for me right but we have to one document our legacy now like document if you do a donation, document if you um, go do a career day out of school. In the beginning, I wasn't doing any of that. Like I was out here in these streets working, but nobody knew about it because I was just doing it for myself to say like, yeah, you can do it. You can keep your mind busy. And honestly, when things are going, um, when you have a lot going on in your life, you do things as a distraction. Right. So because I hit rock bottom, Brown already was a distraction for me. Building a community of support was actually supporting myself, right? It's making me feel better to know like there is a community out there right. and, you know, I'm giving something to them and they're giving something to me um, without sounding like narcissistic. Somebody called me a narcissist the other day. I was like, how for? Like what? Was it, but, was it like, on like social media
0: about, or what? Was that on social it's media? Not
1: about, it's not about us. Like it's about, honey, the, let's just say <laughs> silly.
0: Yeah. But um, yeah.
1: getting the word out, we, we definitely need to get the word out. Um, what Brown Gardner is doing, what our mission is, especially in, like you said, in this climate now, like, right. yeah, people are just paying attention, but hello, we've been talking about diversity and dental hygiene. I'm just shocked everybody is just now coming around. Like we should have full ride scholarships for minorities to go to dental hygiene school. And these scholarships shouldn't be something that's for a nonprofit. Like there are non-for-profit schools that students can just get accepted on a full ride scholarship just because they need more diversity. Right. Let me in this program. I mean, actually have the academics, right? Of course. You just let anybody in. Yeah, yeah. But let me in the program because you need more. Right. That's Do they do that in the military? I'm, I'm pretty sure they, they need to meet a quota. They say state troopers need a quota to give tickets. They don't, but I'm sure there's something. <laughs> I'm sure there's some possibility a ticket that we can do to get some more minorities in the dental hygiene right. program. And let's be that representation. Like, let's say it's okay to be a dental hygienist. It's okay. You know, they're not the typical, you know, old white lady cleaning your teeth. Right. Like, you want to look like your auntie here.
0: Yeah. You know, it's you funny. Like we, a few podcasts ago, we actually talked about diversity in dentistry in general, right? And we talked dentistry. about how, how, how little diversity there was. And I think we came to the conclusion that it really is just a matter of not seeing somebody like yourself in that position right and and if if you if you had a little girl that saw you and everything that you've done they would be more inclined to want to be that you know ceo that boss lady that you know hygienist you know they, they the the problem is we don't have that 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 pathway where we can see the mentorship that's it that's it you know and i think what you're doing also i mean you're saying it's a community and you're absolutely correct but it's also opening their eyes to hey if if she can do it and she's gone through all this i can do it and not complain about you know because i mean maybe i didn't go through as much as you did you know so just that that mentorship that ability to see that other person that looks like you going through it I think would definitely help a lot in just in, in dentistry, period. Yeah.
1: A lot of people think like there is always the end of the world, but I always look at life. Like, how do you, how am I so positive? Because one, everything happens for a reason. I don't care if you get in a car accident or the, wind, the two rocks that hit your windshield within the same week and you got to get it replaced. Like, it happened for a reason. Maybe that saved you somewhere or something. So I always mm-hmm. look at things like that. Right. And also like everybody thinks when they're going through something, it's like they're the only ones in the world going through it. It's mm-hmm. the end of the world. It's always someone going through things. that are worse than you. When I used to go to bed at night, I used to pray for not me, not for my family, but the kids that are probably getting abused that are, you know, being hurt. Like literally those were my prayers. Like, you know, always having that heart to where like, it's not about the people that can do things for themselves. I'm not praying for my friend that's over here because they got an expensive car and now they're in debt and bill collectors are calling them. I'm (laughs) calling. I'm true story. I'm praying for the child that's being abused. You know, I'm praying for them, you know, the, the, the elderly who's being neglected, like just, you know, can we I? just have to stop making things about ourselves all
0: that's the time. It. That's to that, That's a, per- a perfect lead. How do we, what are some of the locations we can find you online so that maybe we can connect with your organization and connect with your community? What are yeah, your so, Instagram accounts, emails, so forth? How, how do we reach out to you? Yes.
1: So, browngirlrdh, um, org is our website. BrownGirlRDH is our Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, um, Twitter. TikTok. I was making TikToks, but I stopped in quarantine. I was going crazy. But um, Brown Girl RDH, our email is info at browngirlrdh.org. Um, so yeah, just Google us and then you'll find us. That's
0: perfect. For sure. That's perfect. No, I'm,
1: I'm on Facebook right now. So I, I search for Brown Girl RDH and there's two things that come up. There's a page for Brown Girl, Comma RDH. And there's also the, the Brown Girl RDH group that looks like it has a couple thousand members in it. There's also a Brown Girl RDH Virtual Lounge. Is that is that all you? Yes,
0: the one. In, <laughs> she the just the spread one it only. out. You're not gonna get it wrong. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's only one. It's o- it's only us. Yeah. That's so yeah. Awesome. But Brown Girl RDH is a community. You can join. Anybody can join that supports it. That's
0: beautiful. Um,
1: a lot of people are very close-minded. Like, oh, Brown Girl RDH is only for brown girls. Like, did we say that? Did we write that? Did you look at the mission? Like, right. it's never been that. So anyone can join and support. And we support anyone in our scholarships or for anyone. That's um, awesome. So that's, awesome. that's important to know, too. It's like if you go in the European day spa, right? You don't say like, oh, is this only for Europeans? Like, maybe I should back <laughs> out. Like, forget about my wax. Like, no, you go in the, the darn day spa. And right. Get your services. But
0: that's it. let it be a group. Or
1: organization that's based off of who I am, right. a brown girl an RDH. It's like, oh wait, what it? What is it? So people just need to like shift their men- their mentality, like just just get out of it.
0: They need to chill open out.
1: it. Open it up. You might you might get a scholarship.
0: There you go. So uh, honestly, uh, Mattel, thank you so much. Thank you so much for making time. I know I took you away from your kids, and I feel horrible about that. Still, I appreciate yeah. that. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I feel like a horrible person, but I mean, honestly. Thank you so much for taking the time to to come onto the podcast and just tell the story that I think a lot of people need to hear. So we definitely yes. appreciate you. And oh, uh, tell us about your podcast. You you were talking about a podcast that you just started. Oh
1: starting. yes. Please, so please, I just, just a started quickly. a podcast. Yeah. It, it launches July first. It's called Dental Ish. So it's talking about life, entrepreneurship, being a black professional in um the dental field, being an entrepreneur um just everything in life kind of like the show blackish but we're just dental professionals talking about ish and it's the good and the bad too so it's a it's a fun um podcast and episode drops uh july 1st we just did a a black lives matter episode like a bonus episode and that was on another podcast the tale of two hygienists but our podcast is for everyone as well
0: Okay, good. Well, hopefully everybody listens to it. Um, and, and hopefully everybody goes out and supports your organization. I think it's a wonderful, wonderful organization. And that's something that we need to do more. There are a lot of dentists out there that are wasting their money on dumb, dumb crap. And I think they need to redirect and at least give a little something to something that's going to help others behind them, you know, and who knows if you give to that hygienists they might be your best uh hygienists in your office so you don't have to worry about that you know what i mean kyle you know sometimes yeah, the, the less absolutely. you take away from yourself the better you feel about dentistry in general so so again thank you so much for coming on really appreciate yes, thank you. you
1: thank you all
0: right thank you for listening to tooth be told if you have any questions or comments please email us at, realdentist, with an s, at that's realdentist, real dentist with an s at gmail.com that's real dentist r-e-a-l dentist with an s at gmail.com Remember, the opinions on this podcast are just that, our professional opinions. The final decision about your health should be made by you and a trusted dental professional.